0: that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Estee Lauder dares you to go nude with new Double Wear Nude Cushion Stick Radiant Makeup. Now at Macy's, experience the all-day wear of this instantly hydrating makeup and pro tool in one. First you buff, then you blend to smooth and even skin tone for a finish so nude, so radiant, it looks like your own flawless skin. Try Double Wear in your shade for 10 days free. Visit Estee Lauder at your nearest Macy's to discover new Double Wear Nude Cushion Stick Radiant Makeup and get your free 10-day supply. Don't miss it. Love Talk Radio.
2: Welcome to another installment of Brown Sugar and Spice. I'm one of your hosts, D.P. and this is your other host, Dr. Faye. What's Dr. happening, Dr. Faye? Faye.
3: What's good,
2: Deasy D? Oh, man, I can't call it, man. Can't call it at all. So, Brown Sugar and Spice, we on the night. y'all want to call up, 646-200-3462. Once again, the number is 646-200-3462. Make sure you press that one button if you got something to ask or say. Uh, But as you know, at this point in the show, I normally turn it over to Dr. Faye so she can introduce us to what we got going on tonight. Dr. Faye, would you please take center stage and tell us what's happening?
3: Well, you know, I mean, this has been playing for a while, but I'm just happy that these young ladies have agreed to come on the show because, as you know, with the current events going on in the country, you know, us as black people, we've just had a really rough week. So I'm just really happy to get, you know, some positive stories out there to inspire people, especially, you know, black business owners and entrepreneurs, because it's really hard out there for, you know, African Americans just in general. So just imagine, you know, trying to start a business or, you know, being creative, thinking you're ideas off the ground so I just want to you know inspire people um, hopefully who want to go into business for themselves and talk about you mm-hmm. know maybe some of the roadblocks and challenges that we face and you know everybody's talking about we're going to support black businesses this week so these are definitely some young ladies who you guys want to support the cocktail bedding mm-hmm. so you know mm-hmm. call in if you have some questions you know you want to ask them or whatever it's going to be a good show so I'm excited about it Well,
2: uh, like I said, it's going to be a good show, and without any further ado, I believe we have the young ladies on right now. Cocktail Bent, are you guys here?
1: Yes, I'm here.
2: (laughs) Hey. (laughs) What's up?
1: What's up?
2: What's going on, ladies? How y'all doing? Good
1: night. Go ahead. We're good, we're good. We are sipping on some tequila. We've been waiting for this call all day, so we are
3: in good spirits. Tequila sounds good right about now. What brand of tequila are you guys sipping on? We
1: are actually sipping on El Jimador. I don't think I've ever heard of that one. Uh, Yeah, I definitely
3: haven't
1: heard of that one. It's a really quality tequila, but it's um, a good budget. So just for sipping or margaritas or something like that, it's perfect. A little sweetness oh. to it So if you're a beginner If you're just getting introduced
3: to tequila You know Because tequila my drink Not drink yeah. <laughs> Drink
2: <laughs>
3: no. I <think laughs> that women like tequila
1: a lot Like that's really It works with women's anatomy or something like, Chemistry it really. Oh. Yeah I, oh. Feel oh. A lot no, of I don't y'all
2: taking tequila. notes
1: <laughs> Right <laughs> No it trouble. is because tequila is a stimulant, so it gets you like warm. It gets you feeling like you want to dance, like you want to move, and that's how women want to feel when they're sipping on something. They want to feel
3: active, so that's mm. what I'm so like. So, it, is tequila? We'll get into the interview, but now you've uh, sparked my interest. So, is tequila an <laughs> aphrodisiac? Because I just you know heard it it away very when well I drink tequila. I'm sorry. It,
1: it may very well be there are a couple of songs about how tequila makes her clothes fall off and how tequila is oh, oh, you know definitely a, a social lubricant but we are drinking oh. professionals we're beverage professionals so we don't we all don't right. we don't
2: do
3: that
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. right okay so, all right
3: cool so i just think you know you guys is like enterprise is so creative and the ingenuity behind it is just baffling to me because i've never considered being a mixologist. In fact, I don't even know what that is. So if you guys could just start off by, A, you know, telling your name, where you're located, and what it is that you do. Okay. Okay. We
1: are the Costco Bandits. I am Taneika Reeves. I am Johnny Caldwell. And um, we, we are from Charleston, South Carolina. So shout out to Charleston in South Carolina and all things Southern. But um, we decided to do this after, you know, going to college. We were both political science majors, and then Johnny went to law school and, you know, studied law, graduated from law, and we just still felt a little empty, and we wanted to do things that we kind of loved, and our first love is tequila. So we decided to, you know, start trying out different tequilas. We tried over 250, and we started posting them and just talking about different notes and different characteristics, different pairings. And um, our friends were excited about it, and they were like, you guys need to start a blog. And so we started the blog, and it just started growing like crazy. We have international followers. We have black followers, white followers, Asian followers. It's just so diverse. And we never thought it was going to get to this point, but we literally show nightlife, food and bev hospitality through a lens that hasn't been looked through before on a media level. Mm -hmm.
2: Okay. Now, as far as the, uh, because I was watching a couple of your your videos, as far as the traveling now, you guys travel to Mexico. I I know you guys said tequila is a (laughs) preference drink of you all. So how was the trip down there?
1: It was – so amazing we are members of the united states bartenders guild the charleston chapter and it really a lot of us so much training opportunities so um patron was opening up their their hacienda to bartenders and we applied and you know we're not bartenders we're bloggers we're cocktail enthusiasts so they kind of broke the rules accepting us into the program and they took very good care of us and showed us really the passion and love they put into their bottles. They really have mobilized the whole community. It thrives and lives off what Patron has brought to that area, and it's really organic, farm-to-table. They give back. Um, they take care of their employees. It's all run by Mexican by Mexicans, so it's not, you know, it's really their product, their, their thing. So it was an eye-opening experience for sure.
3: Let me treat me ask so you. well Go ahead. Well, that's good. So let me ask you this. so when you started the blog, did you use like um, a template or a different like website like blogspot.com, or did you create your own blog? And how did you build it, up like your your base or followers or supporters? Um, we
1: built up our base basically going out all the time
3: and posting
1: everything. Living in a city that has so many new restaurants and hotels and it's so big in hospitality and is rated number one, again, it's pretty easy to see what's going on here and try to, like, get involved. And It's so much content. It's so much things that you can do. But we started our social media first, and then when it grew, that's when the blog started getting a little more popular. And how long okay. did that take? We've been blogging for two and a half years. We started with just a basic WordPress template, and we've gotten some help from some local tech people here. Carl Phillips, who has developed the Revolve Conference, that is a whole tech conference that they do here in Charleston in October, he's helped us out personally, giving us some tips on how we can modernize it. But most of what you see on there is what Tanika and I have done. So we try to tell people that you don't have to spend all this money on expensive websites or a bunch of expensive uh, logos or business cards. Like, just start doing something, and things start falling into place for you. Yeah.
2: Mm. Now, now let me ask you guys this, all right? Um, now, first of all, i got to ask you, what, what how did you guys come up with the name Cocktail Band? <laughs> <laughs> all right.
1: So we there is this bar here that we are ambassadors of called Cocktail Club. And this was before we even became ambassadors of the bar. But we were in there one night, and like usual, let me backtrack. Me and Johnny have been friends since the first day of college. We went to the College of Charleston in 2004, so I'm kind of dating that right now. But um, <laughs> we, would, we would kind of go out and party, and we were kind of caught up in it But we were out one night, and we looked at our table, and we had a bunch of shots a um, punch bowl. Uh, punch bowl, some cocktails, and it was from like our friends. They always get us drinks when they see us out. And we looked at it and we mm-hmm. were like, Man, we're like bandits of cocktails and immediately we were like that's
2: <laughs> our
3: name. That's it. That's the name. So So That's how family.
2: So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't go with bandits of cocktail. Y'all was like, That's nah, we can't. We gotta we gotta switch. No, it up. we gotta be the bandits like <laughs> That's marketable, you know what I'm saying? So bandit sounds like perfect. Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Now now my follow up question is, okay. Now you guys, what what are some good drinks for people to to partake in? Something not something that's gonna get you sloppy drunk, but something that's going that's nice and smooth and you know what I'm saying, that you can actually enjoy without being that drunk during partying.
1: party. Well, first of all, quality liquor. You have to okay. drink some quality spirits. A lot of times um, we drink cheaper juice and it, it gives us mm-hmm. hangovers and makes us feel bad. So, the so, first so thing you're is saying you Mad
2: make... Dog 2020 is, is yeah. definitely out. That's what you're saying. Mad nope. dog gonna give okay.
1: It's going to make you fight somebody, it's going to make you do some, all kind of crazy stuff. So definitely go okay. and do you, and get you some quality mid-shelf, whether it's vodka, tequila. If you're drinking tequila, it needs to be 100% de agave for it to be quality That not, not going to give you a hangover type. But you have to incorporate that water when you're drinking, while you're drinking cocktails, drink some water to be hydrated. But one of the things we really want to bring to our community is the idea of a craft cocktail. Like so many of these urban bars and clubs only serve, rum and Coke or Hennessy and Coke, or they're not complex cocktails. And when you're adding soda to a drink, it's full of sugar, it's full of high-fructose corn syrup, and that's going to make you have a hangover too. So we try to use fresh fruit juices, craft sodas that have been, you know, made by local soda companies that reduces all of that uh, refined sugar and it makes the cocktail cleaner, and you can drink more of them and have less of that hangover heavy feeling the next day. Yeah. Okay, so
3: you guys are saying when you say quality liquor, like so for the person who wants to be you know the bougie, kind of classy, tipsy drunk, but you're kinda of on a budget right like, what what alcohol would you like recommend
2: mm. um,
1: you talking about like vodka, tequila, anything, you know anything. You know, we drink um, Rancho Alegre is one of our, like, go-to tequilas. It's usually around $13 for the 750-milliliter bottle. And we drink quality. It's quality. I mean, we try to encourage that to be the house tequila for a lot of bars as opposed to some of the mixed-toe tequilas that are not 100%. They're usually around, like, 40% tequila, and they mix in other green alcohols and sugar caramel coloring. So you want to make sure that you're getting 100% of If you're going to go with vodka, um, you know, Tito's is a good vodka. Uh, Absolute is making a comeback, believe it or not. It is. Absolute is making a comeback. And Ciroc is good, too. Like, it's not just all the hype. It's really a quality vodka as well. So how
3: much how- – how much of an influence is marketing in alcohol as opposed to the actual quality? quality? Because I remember, you know, Grey Goose was, like, the big thing. People were rapping about that. And then, you know, you have Diddy endorsing Ciroc. Or does he even own Ciroc? I don't know. But he's a part owner of Ciroc. He is. And he has, oh, he okay. has a tequila called De Leon, too. Yeah. Mm, so Diddy
1: is doing his thing. Diddy is definitely gold. He's, like, alcohol gold all day. But, um, yeah, he's broken record with Ciroc. Like, there are companies who have re banned their, mar- their whole marketing strategy because of what they saw Ciroc do. So he ground- he was groundbreaking in the liquor industry. He's not even – he doesn't have a background in his spirit. So he's really paved the way for a lot of people like that. We look up to him. But I think we try to go local a lot. We support local distillers. Mm-hmm. We're lucky in Charleston to have so many local – Rum companies, liquor, um, um, vodka companies, bourbon is big in the South. So there are several local, uh, bourbon companies here. And those, those people, those small batch companies are using the best quality products. They're putting a lot of love into it. They're usually doing the marketing and the product side themselves. So they're really invested in their products. Um, so we tend to go towards that end when we're, um, making purchasing decisions and marketing is extremely important. Um, Hypnotic was one of the first brands to really get into the videos, and I'm sure that we all can remember back in the day where Hypnotic it was so good in every video. <laughs> yeah, and and it was a guy, the same guy who does who does the rock marketing does did the hypnotic marketing. So people need to see it, and and I feel like with people of color, we want to know what's cool. We're cool. Anyway. We do. So we want to know what's popping, and we want to drink what's popping. So I mean I think mm. it's very influential, especially in the market of people of color. Okay. So are no, like, no.
3: are there any other uh, drinks that are on the come up right now that we should know about? Gin. Gin. Gin is There's so popular. People are doing a
1: lot of artisan gin bottles and gin spirits, and a lot of craft cocktail bars are making gin cocktails. Mm. Right, they are, no, especially no. if you're looking internationally. We try to look at the liquor game on an international scope because they're so it's so unique and people really like – you can only get cognac from Cognac, France. So people covet what comes out of that market. Scotch from Islay. You can only get Scotch from Islay, um, Ireland. So you have to really be focused on – so looking at it on, on a global scale. And, um, you know, this this liquor game is huge. So we, we feel so advantaged to get into the game at this level and to be a voice giving that feminine urban perspective to the spirits market. I mean, women are making eighty six percent of the purchases now. That's including you know, that's, that includes alcohol, retail. alcohol, everything. We just buying everything, but we're not mm-hmm. being marketed to. You know, you look at the liquor camps and you, you see these sexy, overly sexualized women who are not really. A connoisseurs of the spirit so we're trying to show that side of it that you can be sexy powerful educated and also can enjoy a fine craft cocktail yes yeah.
2: okay. now my, my question is to like piggyback off of that have you guys been approached to market a specific tequila or, or a drink or or
1: spirit yes we actually did a 30 day campaign with Avion tequila um, in December for our 30th birthdays, and then we did a whole drinking tour with the state of South Carolina in May um, just trying out all the different liquid assets of the, of the state so we tried different sodas, different juices liquors, um, beers just whatever was produced in South Carolina we were there so we did a whole presentation and presented it at Atlanta for their food and wine festival in June, okay so.
2: okay so let me ask you this all right let let me go let me ask you a couple about a couple of drinks, so let's say you guys are out, you guys are having fun, you know you're taking a break from me in the cocktail bandit and just trying to enjoy you know some some drinks or whatever, so guy approaches you guys and they offer you these drinks. What do you say to these drinks, okay, let's start with something I'm very familiar with, let's say Hennessy. And Coke, like mixed drinks, like, I said, like keep a typical black people
3: drink, right? That's
1: <laughs> well, <I'm not> sure <laughs> what I call Hennessy. Hennessy is considered a black folks' drink because back in the day, when we had segregation, mm. um, Hennessy was one of those companies that allowed black folks to be reps. So they were going into black clubs and promoting Hennessy, and um, you know, Crown Royal was another brand that allowed black reps. And that's why we mm-hmm. drink that. We drink Hennessy and we drink mm-hmm. Crown because they gave us the opportunity to sell those in our clubs back mm-hmm. in the day. Okay. And, market in, our and market in our magazines like Ebony and, um, you know, Jet, Essence. Essence and those things like that, like Crown Royal and Hennessy and those brands, they partnered with us. So that's why we've shown such a loyalty to them. So if mm-hmm. someone asked me to drink Hennessy and Coke, I would sip it. I'd be polite and drink it because it's, it's deeper than just a drink for us. It's an experience.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, so. what about a, te- uh, a nice tequila sunrise? Tequila pineapple huh? sunrise? A, a tequila sunrise. A
1: tequila sunrise, it depends on the tequila. Like if it's a good tequila, then yeah, but some of those <laughs> sunrises be dangerous.
2: <laughs> okay. They be real dangerous okay.
1: Well, the most part, we're uh, really particular when we're ordering drinks. The people who are ordering them for us They come in and they'll ask. Oh, we're so lucky to be able to go in some bars in Charleston and they'll make drinks for us and they'll really take a lot of thought and effort into preparing something for us that they want us to enjoy. So we get drinks that are made with, like, you know, uh, cucumbers and fresh basil and forage. Oh, yeah jalapenos and watermelon that's been smoked and ice that's been infused with, like, peppercorns, you know, just really exotic and uh, innovative cocktail infusions. We really want to see the cocktail market go the way the food market has, where it's really seen as an art form, where the people who are making the cocktails and mixologists are getting the same attention and respect as some of the the head chefs do in the market.
2: So that's what we're trying to elevate the industry to. Okay. Uh, let, let me ask let me you this.
3: Um, so, like, what are people's, I guess I want to say, how do they view you? You got two successful black women coming in here. Like, how many black people do you even see in the business? And what are their reactions when they actually see two black girls walk into this conference or the the Atlanta Food and Wine Festival, you know, like, how do people respond to you? It's actually um,
1: very positive. Um, In the very beginning, people were like, so you guys just want to get paid to drink. I think they couldn't really understand the concept of what we were doing. But now I think that people see that there are actually jobs in this field, and it can be expanded to something even bigger. I think that sometimes you have to show people that there's an audience for something for them to believe that there's an audience for it. But here, people know who we are. It's just other places people are a little surprised to see these fuzzy hair and wow girls doing this. So it's, it's been interesting. In Mexico, we got a lot of looks, but it was very welcoming, and it was exciting for them to see that there are black people that are interested in this profession. Oh. It's also no. a privilege no. to be one of the, the few in the industry because when we go to festivals like Atlanta, when we're in Mexico, when we're in Greenville, and, and we're the only ones who have the platform, it's a really, a, really a privilege because we work with volunteers and people who are of, of color who will volunteer their time to be a part of these programs, and they work extra hard for us. They are so proud that we're a part of it and that we have a platform to show our craft. So we have such uh, an important role in what we're doing in the market because we are so few and far between. There's an amazing mixologist in Atlanta. Her name is Tiffany Berrier, and she has been on the cocktail team there and very influential in their market for about the last seven or so years. And she's been traveling. She's doing very creative things. She's in a lot of cocktail books that are coming out now. So we're seeing a a resurgence of – Black mixologists and black chefs. I mean, we did a write up, they um, did a write up on us at NBC Black where we talked about how festivals really showcase and, and really benefit black chefs and mixologists because they expose us to me, so many different people. Yeah. Hmm.
3: So you get positive reception from like these big events. So, how What's the reception like when you go to, like, the smaller black establishments and you introduce, you know, your product or what it is you want to do and how you can benefit them? How do they respond to you?
1: It's a little slower. Um, I think because we're so ahead of the curve as far as what we're doing in spirit, and I don't think that people in the black community thought of it as a profession. So it's kind of hard to convince people who think a certain kind of way, um, something different, so we just want to show them. And this is why we work so hard. We work really hard to show people of color that you have other options and that you can do things that you just like and make it a career. We see it all the time. And it's okay to like your job and be happy when you go to work every day. So I I don't know. It's kind of a barrier Creative and thinking and in ahead of the curve yeah. and getting people of color, especially, to understand that new wave. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it goes back to educating our community and showing um, to have a value on these things. It's 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 disheartening to think about how we are really the masters of service. Going back to slavery, I mean, we were the ones who were seeking the the you know, doing the white glove service and the white linen napkins and stuff during dinner time and at brunch, and now we totally turned our back on it out of I guess, out of shame, repentance, right, contempt, all those things. And and you go to these black bars and you don't get the same level that you feel like you should be getting as a patron to an establishment. So we want to see people of color pick more pride and really see a future in in service, in being a restaurateur, in building hotels. And we're going to uh, an association conference in Miami where there are going to be nothing but people of color who own hotels. And we never even knew this existed. Wow. So it opens up a whole new demographic to us to pitch our services to and also to show them that this is the way for the market. So we need to be a part of that, and that means social integration. Yeah.
2: All right. Okay. Uh, all right. Now let me ask you this. Now I was doing a little bit of research about uh, cocktails. And let's just say, you know, I like to play devil devil's advocate on this show and just come from an ignorant standpoint. Not saying somebody's stupid, I'm just saying you don't have the knowledge of a particular topic. So I I did get, I pulled up some drinks, you know, and the recipe to the drink and I just want wanted to see I mean if you guys know about the drink that's you can elaborate on it. If you guys don't then I can tell you the recipes and you can tell me how you think that might taste. Very
1: well. Um,
2: okay. I'm thinking, these uh, This list is a little bit old, but it's like the top 15 cocktails that you should definitely try if you haven't tried those. Um, and I'm not going to name all of them, I'm just going to name a couple. Um, they have a hot and sassy cocktail. Have you guys ever heard of that one? Mm-hmm. Hot
1: and
3: sassy?
2: Yes. I am not familiar with the hot and sassy. I think that any console that we get is gonna be hot and sassy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well basically it says the ingredients are one ounce of Tucker vodka sour apple sass. Three slices yeah, already... of jalapenos. Uh, go ahead.
1: <laughs> finish finish the ingredients. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> three slices of jalapenos. Jalapenos. Um, two slices of cle- clementine, splash of lime juice, and one ounce of lemon-lime soda.
1: See, that's a little too sweet for our palate. Mm-hmm. So we wouldn't know. We like a more more pure, more clean, less sugar. Yeah, something more classic. Okay. I mean, the classic cocktails like your martinis, your old Manhattan, old-fashioned. They're not going to be using mm-hmm. any type of, like, puckers flavored anything. It's gonna be all like natural lemon juice, lime juice, squeeze, hurricane mm. sugar, yeah, you know, rye whiskey. Hmm. It's not gonna be any of this like new age infused high uh. syrup mixers.
3: So what else okay. to get?
1: But well, you can, but carry on. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> all right, well let's try this one. When in Rome. That's the name of the drink.
1: When in Rome?
2: When in Rome, you
3: put the spot, do you, even, right? do you just Google it's some random drinks?
2: Some of these, <laughs> no, you
3: know, they can be limited to the bar they're served at. So, mm. some of the top
1: 13, is like, top 13 according to who?
2: <laughs> what is this?
1: It's like cocktail.com, com? Like, what what site is naming these countries? Yeah. The
2: it's Cosmopolitan. Oh, Cosmo? Yeah. Oh,
1: cosmo.
2: That's, that's not that's not a good no. one. <laughs> like I said, uh, coming from the ignorant standpoint, I cautioned you guys before I went further. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> uh,
3: so cocktail me. I have a question. Okay. So, is it a myth that you should not mix brown and clears, or is okay, <laughs> okay to do that?
2: That is a myth. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not a cocktail bandit. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Well, what were you going to say? What's your opinion on the matter?
2: I don't, I mean, I don't think that's a myth. I think it just depends on the individual. I've done it before, and I I turned out okay, I think. (laughs) But is your
3: liver okay?
2: That that is is a good point.
1: (laughs) Well, I agree with you completely. You know, it depends on individual It depends on what you're used to drinking, your tolerance levels, you know. It's so many factors that go into whether or not you're going to have a hangover the next day. But moderation is the key. Staying hydrated is definitely essential, and not just when you are drinking, but throughout the day. I mean, we drink water constantly. We're constantly flushing out our liver, moving the fluids around. We work out. We meditate. We do other things. We don't eat pork. We We juice. I mean, just do other things to balance out um, our alcohol consumption. Uh, So we we encourage everyone else to live a healthy lifestyle, especially
3: if you're going to imbibe. So are there any, like, prophylactic measures or just, you know, foods that will prevent a hangover? So you just, you know, you're you're feeling good that night. You've had a little bit too much to drink. And you know, like, the next morning I'm going to feel like absolute crap. So, are there any like foods or drinks or remedies that people can partake in to prevent that?
1: What well, well, we like, live by is soup, a nice like chicken noodle soup. You said like chicken noodle, yeah, any <laughs> soup Not or chicken noodle. chicken noodle soup. Um well, we we make a lot of our stuff, so we make like soups and things like that. Also, eating a cucumber before you go to bed because cucumbers are so so like water concentrated. And eating a couple of cucumber slices before you go to bed with a cup of water will make you feel better.
3: Okay. There are also
1: okay. patches and hangover cures out here, but you have to take it the night before, and we never know if we're going to have a hangover the night before or not. So,
2: mm-hmm. food?
1: Yeah. Food is better, something that's brothy or like smooth? We try to avoid like a rice base or a noodle base because you have to like chew on it. You just want to be able to like, you know, drink it down, sip it down. It'll soothe your belly. It'll give you that warmth that'll acidity that'll settle your your, settle your stomach. So we try to avoid any medicine and just go the natural approach, which is you know, lots
3: of water and and soup, vegetable soup or juice.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Okay.
3: So I have a question yeah. from the business side. Sorry, Deezer, cut you off. Um, oh, no, that's right. <laughs> so, like, how difficult is it to get funding being, you know, two African-American females? Because I always hear about, you know, startup companies that have issues with funding, and I was just wondering, like, you know, when you were starting out, do you have sponsors, or did you mainly, like, foot your own bills until you were able to get to a point where it was funded for you? Earned our
1: own bills until we got to a point where it was funded for
3: us.
1: <laughs> that's what we did. I mean, I think with anybody that's doing any kind of niche promoting or niche marketing, you got to show your client or your base how to make it cool and, and how it's going to generate for them because these people have PR companies. They have marketing firms that just cater to marketing. So you have to show them what they're missing in our community, um, black tourism is at about 1%. So we realized that we, if we can get black tourism up to at least 10%, it'll be good for our city. It'll be good for our service. It'll be good for just us getting black people here. So that's, that's what we worked on, and they see the value in it now. But definitely in the beginning it was difficult because, Social media, but it's still a new thing. Even Instagram, all these new accounts are coming up, and some brands are afraid. They're thinking, oh, it's going to be a fly-by-night app. Is it going to be something that they can't sustain? When you have people who are buying followers, who are buying likes, who are you know, doing all kind of algorithms to alter what their, uh, their engagement levels are, you really have to show them that you're a real person. You're offering real advertisement benefits. It doesn't come off as some sell- as selly or pitchy. So we went to so many free events in the beginning. We went to anything because we didn't have any money. So we had to build up our base from zero. We couldn't afford any advertisements. We couldn't afford anybody to do graphics for us. We couldn't afford for our photographer to come and give us high-resolution photographs. So it was all iPhone pictures. that were blurry. They were like... You know, our hands were in them the all bad blotchy. They were bad. But we, you know, we're political science majors, so we didn't know anything about marketing. So we're really giving people the perspective that we want to see when we are being sold to. Uh, so we did um, different events to finance ourselves and showcase our cocktails. Gig. We cocktails. Oh, different bartending gigs, different like cocktails, different places and stuff like that. Definitely did that. We also um, do mixology classes teaching people how to make, like, simple basic cocktails, um, different types of lecturing engagements, um, and, and major sponsorships has helped us, you know, getting people to stick around with us for a while and allow us to showcase how we can change um, their brand awareness and their brand strength has been, you know, beneficial to us. And being consistent and persistent, uh, just posting all the time, And then just constantly following up with some of these companies, especially if you really want to work with them. A lot of them are dealing with a lot of different brands, and if you could highlight their specific brand or something in their company that benefits them, it could really help them, and they don't even know that you have that value. So just being persistent and, you know, just keep going at it. Realize you have a big vision and just follow through with your big vision, your big why. Mm -hmm.
3: That's impressive. Once again, I'm very impressed with you guys. Um, I've been following you. Of course I used to live in Charleston, so I was following you um for a little bit and I was just like, Wow, these young ladies, you know, started from the bottom, now they're here. Now we're here. So, <laughs> so with that being said, like for the what words of encouragement would you do you have for the budding entrepreneur who may be discouraged because, you know, their brand hasn't taken off like they wanted it to? Or they just simply don't have the money. Like, what advice would you give them? We would
1: tell them to go on YouTube and find some motivational speeches. Like when no mm-hmm. one felt like when we felt like no one was in our corner, that's, we turn to just motivational speeches and just positive reinforcement every day because it's easy to get like out of sync and just be like, you know, I just can't do this. I'm just gonna do what I was doing. But you need to see people that have done it, and it, it makes you brave enough to actually go out there and do it too. I would also suggest mentors, just people that are older and um, that are in this field or just doing things that are outside the norm or entrepreneurs. It just gives mm-hmm. you that motivation to to want to get it for yourself. It's hard to talk to an employee about entrepreneurship. And a lot of us talk to employees about entrepreneurship and we should be talking to entrepreneurs about entrepreneurship. Yeah. Just doing it. I mean, just get out there, partner with someone. It would be so difficult. It would be impossible for me to do without my partner. So there are days when you don't want to do it. You don't want to do the work. You want to go to the meeting. You don't feel like the interview, but when you have someone else that can be that support, that can be that, you know, that yin to your yang, it keeps you in there. You see so many people start out with great ideas, but when they start wavering, they don't have anybody else to pick up the slack for to give them a day off or give them the relief or even the pat on the back that they need because you don't really get brands saying, that was a great job. It's like if they're paying you, that's your <laughs> <a> great job. <laughs> that's right, that's what I'm paying for to be excellent. But if you need someone to 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 encourage your creativity. We're not in this for a check, and that's the difference too. Mm-hmm. We're not motivated by... Making a certain quarterly figure, we're motivated by being as dope as possible, as cool as possible,
3: agree, as being yeah, able and,
1: different. and working with people that are creative. We have four interns that are under the age of 24, and they keep us on our toes. They're they're always coming up us with new innovative ideas. They're always coming and wanting us to do more, to expose ourselves more, to to just be more open with our brand. So. This is not what we thought we would be doing at this point in our company's life, but it's so much faster and stronger and cooler than we thought it was going to be. So, we're just on for the ride, and we encourage people to not be pigeonholed into this is what I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to be into food, or I thought I was going to be into certain things, but you get moved more into fashion or more into travel. Don't be stuck there. Let it be an organic growth. And evolution of your brand and of you because this is really your life <laughs> and don't be scared to ask I, re, I realize too in the in the black community we're scared to ask for things I, I think it's because we're not used to really having things so we we're yeah. not, we don't really ask but what we've learned just doing what we do and being around the company that we've been around that people go out and ask all the time and people say yes
3: and all that the network time, too
1: Especially they see something that you offer. So don't be afraid to go out and ask for something, especially if you know it's a dope idea.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Don't sell yourself short cool. because we produce a lot of dope ideas. And I'm saying we as people of color. And we're so scared to pitch them because we think that they're not good enough. So, Yo, well,
2: no. yeah. no, I got to tell you guys, it was a pleasure having you guys on the show. Um, Thank can you. you <laughs> can you please? Tell the people your website, where they can follow you at, where they can view your videos, your blogs, whatever it is you do. Give the people all your social media
1: contact. Absolutely. Again, I am Johnny Caldwell. I am Tanika Reed. And we are the Cocktail Bandits, the curly ladies who call Cocktail Bailey. You can find us on Instagram at Cocktail Bandits, Twitter and Snapchat at Cocktail Bandits. We're on Facebook at Cocktail Bandits. Um, you can email us, info at cocktail Bandits and our website is com. So if you just Google mm. cocktail Bandits, all of it will come up. <laughs> we keep it simple.
2: Word well, well, up. Uh, you guys got that down to a science. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we're just
1: trying to get it right. We're just trying to be on point.
2: <laughs>
1: well, ladies,
2: once again, thank you so much for joining us on Brown Sugar and Spice. And we will definitely be hearing from you guys again. Thank well, you. I yeah. want to thank
1: you guys for inviting us on. We're very honored and um, humbled that you guys wanted to talk to us, and we appreciate any kind of collaborations, any kind of partnership. So thank you guys. Shout out to Dr. Faye. We see you doing your thing too yeah. as a strong black woman in the community and woo doing woo. your thing. We, we are inspired by you. We are encouraged by you, and we seek you clean. And you,
2: too, sir. Yes, yeah, you, too, sir. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much. Y'all yeah, have a thank good night.
1: Y'all. you, too. Bye.
2: Word up, people. That was the cocktail bandage. I think that was a fire interview. Uh-huh. I did. I really
3: enjoyed
2: it. Again, your floor is yours.
3: So. I mean, you know, I'm not a big drinker, so I really learned a lot as far as, like, spirit history. I had no idea that, you know, Hennessy, which I like to call the the national black people drink. Um, I didn't know they had black reps back in the day, and that's why we we're so fond of it. we just, you know, in general mixing cocktails and the, the myth behind the clear and the browns. But I really enjoyed their interview. They're very spirited young ladies, no pun intended. Uh, But yeah, it was a great interview And I'm looking forward to, you know, next week We're going to be talking about, you know, mental health In the black community Especially, you know, with what's been going on With the Black Lives Matter movement I know everybody has, you know, felt sad And grief, despair, anger About what's going on in our communities And we feel helpless So I want to talk about mental health And why we need therapy And why it's okay to be a strong black woman Who seeks help or, you know, the man who has so much on his shoulder comes home, you know, he has to deal, I, I'm sorry, outside of work, he has to deal with, you know, police brutality and just how society views black males. And even he may need therapy. So looking forward to next week as well to build on the momentum that the cocktail bandits have done tonight. So that's my wrap up, D.C. All
2: right. Well, people, that's it right there. Faye, Dr. Faye, I'm a folk. We are done with this show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we will catch you guys next week right here on Official Culture Radio. Good night.